the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it's interesting how the headlines intersect today as we begin a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. And it's interesting how my evening last night intersects with the headlines today. Thanks for joining us on 94.5 in Dayton and 98.9 in Columbus. Glad to have you along. And we have breaking news, uh, 9 a.m.-ish this morning. Uh, Representative James Comer of Kentucky, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, uh, led a, I hate to sound like a, MSNBC anchor, but a bombshell press conference (laughs) that indicates that the walls may be closing in on Joe Biden and his family. We will play you liberal audio from that. Uh, The best cut was uh, James Comer talking about how he's doing a job that used to be done by other people. Which brings me to another headline that intersects with this. The headline that Tucker Carlson is apparently going to be back doing some vestige of the Tucker Carlson show, but not on Rumble, not on OAN, not on Newsmax, not on Fox, not on broadcast television, streaming or otherwise. Well, streaming, I guess, because Twitter streams. He's going to be doing it on Twitter. And there are a lot of people very upset about this. Most of them are media members, (laughs) Uh, which is hilarious to me that... uh, Media members, it's hilarious and it's uh, bothersome. Hilarious and bothersome to me because the media has become the chief opponent of free speech in America. The media has abdicated its responsibility to be the guardians of free speech, the exercisers of free speech. And this was the theme of my chat last night with members of the Westerville Tea Party. Uh, in downtown Westerville, when we met, Tucker had just taken to Twitter and just announced what he was going to do. And uh, this is a representative uh, objection of the mainstream media to what Tucker Carlson and uh, Elon Musk are apparently going to uh, do together. Okay. Well, listen, Twitter was already under fire from misinformation, disinformation, all-out lies, anti-Semitism, racism before Elon Musk took over. And now it's gotten kind of crazy, right? Seemingly unmoored, uh, if you will. Will anybody be able to police what Carlson says... Mm. Or is this the point? It's just a free-for-all. I think this is the point. It is a free-for-all. It's what Elon Musk wants to provide. This move by Tucker may cement the idea of Twitter as a right-wing website. Mm, Brian Stelter back from the dead on CNN. Will anyone, the NBC anchor wanted to know, be able to police what Tucker Carlson says? Well, yeah, he will. Uh, You cannot go on Twitter or any other platform, television, radio, anywhere, and say, this is an outrage. Go be violent. That's direct incitement to violence. There's no free speech for that. There's no free speech for fraud. Can't say if you send me $100, 
I promise good things will happen to you and you'll win the lottery tonight. That's fraud. Can't do that either. Everything in between, and there's a lot in between, you can do. And people then can judge the truthfulness or the falsehood of what you say. And if we lose free speech in America, and it's never been more under fire than now with uh, that last clip I played showing you how the media is becoming the Gestapo against free speech. If we lose free speech, we lose freedom. If we lose the First Amendment, we lose every other amendment. So Tucker's back in some way, shape, or form. We'll have the details on that as he announces them. We may look back at this moment in history and think, boy, what if Elon Musk hadn't purchased Twitter? What if Tucker Carlson, Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger and other journalists hadn't been able to go outside the oppressive restraints of management? What if they had been restricted, censored, silenced? Because it's very obvious that the networks are not telling you the truth. I wonder now if Fox is even telling you the truth. And I'm not the only one wondering that. James Comer today, the House Oversight Committee, outlined the intricacy, the labyrinth of shell companies and bank transfers that explain how Joe Biden affords all those rich beachfront properties in Delaware. A guy who's never made more than $250,000 in a government salary is a multimillionaire, a multimillionaire in real estate. His son is a multimillionaire. Everybody in the Biden family is a multimillionaire. Wow. So... James Comer has bank records. He has a case that he made before the press today. The press didn't want to hear it. You could tell they didn't want to hear it from some of the questions, which I will play for you in a moment. But it's interesting. As I spoke to the Westerville Tea Party last night, I talked about how I'm ashamed of journalism, what it's become. And somebody asked me like um, about my career in sports talk and how I navigated uh, or how I changed from sports talk to news talk and why. And I said, because I just got tired of talking about things that don't matter. And sports, while I'm not insulting sports fans, or I don't mean to, but in terms of the relative importance of what I talk about now and what I used to talk about, that was the toy department. This is real stuff. This is the stuff that will determine whether we give to our kids and to our grandkids the kind of country we were fortunate enough to grow up in. And if we don't understand the danger, we won't give that country to our kids and to our grandkids. It's astounding to me that we have a southern border that is in complete disarray, and we have a president who is being directly implicated in a foreign enemy influence peddling scandal, and the media in this country is not howling demanding answers on either front from the president of the United States, who just presumably at this hour can sit eating oatmeal watching Matlock reruns, and the press does nothing about it. Time was when the press was doing something about it. Half a century ago, Bob Woodward, Carl Bernstein, Washington Post. I know they hated Nixon, but they were doing what the media is supposed to do. They were providing checks and balances. We built that into the government. Obviously, we don't have checks and balances in the government anymore because we've got Supreme Court justices 
being threatened at their homes even now, and the Department of Justice is doing nothing about it, and nobody's holding the Department of Justice accountable. We have President Biden yesterday saying after his debt ceiling conversation with Kevin McCarthy, well, you know, I might just go around you on this. I might just go around Congress on funding the debt ceiling by using the 14th Amendment. That's not what the 14th Amendment is for. It's been tried before, shockingly not, by Barack Obama. But we're supposed to have checks and balances built in the government, and then if the government checks and balances ever fail, we're supposed to have checks and balances outside the government, and the stewards of those checks and balances are supposed to be the media. Why? Because because the media has any inherent power in and of itself, but because the media asks the questions the people want asked and answered. But the media is not doing that job anymore, at least most of it is not. And James Comer made that point quite eloquently this morning. I hate to be critical of the media, but I mean, a lot of you honestly deserve it. So, Bet they but, do. The, but, but with respect, you know, they said, well, there was this began in November. We had a press conference here. And at that time, I think the Associated Press and other outlets were saying that the laptop was Russian disinformation still at that point. And they were saying that this were conspiracy theories. And they were saying that none of the money ever happened while Joe Biden was, was vice president. We've dismissed all of that. We have evidence. That's something, again, I don't think a lot of you are used to with respect to congressional investigations. We have evidence. And you, you look at the, the congressional scandals of the past. You, you look at Watergate and things like that. The congressional committees didn't find out about the, the, the Watergate. The, the press found out about it. Mm-hmm. And instead of the press asking Joe Biden, when we disclosed a month ago that through the Robinson Walker account, three or four Biden family members received $1.3 million, somebody yelled out, what do you think about uh, your family receiving money from China? And he said, that's not true. And nobody pressed him again. So I don't think the media is playing the same role that it used to play with respect to investigative reporting. That's the understatement of all time. Because here's a very simple question. What was Hunter Biden doing? What were the other Biden family members doing? What service were they providing? What business do they have other than trading on Joe Biden's last name? What is their business? And if their business is legitimate, and that's the point made by many, many, many Democrats and media members, but I repeat myself, if their business is legitimate, why did the payment have to come through intermediaries? Why did it have to come through shell companies? Why did it have to go through multiple bank transfers? If it's a legitimate business... That's not how legitimate businesses do business. But the Biden crime family is not a legitimate business. And the media, which is supposed to hold government officials accountable when they do things like this, is not a legitimate business either. The people who populate your television screens, write bylines in your local newspaper and on your national news and national websites, they don't have the inner fortitude to understand that their profession compels them to operate via a code of ethics because we have diminished, denigrated ethics, integrity, character, and all the things that you have to have to be an honest person. And the ramifications of that, the ripples of that, are very obvious. Uh, Well, Alejandro Mayorkas, your Homeland Security Secretary, is at the podium in Washington. Uh, Very little that comes out of his mouth has been true, and I'm sure today will not be true. He will 
prattle on about doing everything he can and taking this very seriously. When, in fact, the border is under siege because they know that Title 42 is ending and they can't be expelled for COVID reasons. And Joe Biden wants unrestrained immigration into the United States, legal or illegal. He doesn't care. Uh, He has made it harder to process migrants now. He has sent troops to the border, sure, so we can say, we sent troops to the border. They're just not allowed to be troops. They're not allowed to police the border. Texas is trying to fight its own federal government on the border. It's just another aspect. This story is being covered by Fox, by Bill Malusian. It's not being covered by anybody else. Eh, They remotely get interested in it. And you have to get interested in it, and you have to push back against the fact that it's not covered. Uh, But there's hope. There's hope because... We are seeing a flourishing of independent media voices in this country. That didn't used to be possible. You you used to get uh, fired from a place and you went silent. Oh, you could try to start your own website. You couldn't get word out. Is it pretty much impossible? Okay, but now you see people who have left major media entities, Glenn Beck, Megyn Kelly, and Tucker Carlson will be another one of those. He's now going to do a show on Twitter. Elon Musk is building a platform on Twitter where apparently, now Tucker Carlson's really, really rich, okay? Not because of Fox, he was rich before. But he was offered $100 million to start, I forget with what entity it was, in the aftermath of Fox. I don't know how Fox can fight him for breaching his contract if he's just going on Twitter. He was allowed to have a Twitter account and post content when he was at Fox. He's he's still at Fox. Technically, they're still paying him. So why can't he go on Twitter and do the show that they won't allow him to do? Uh, But here's a little snippet of how Tucker began his uh, announcement last night, and it is noteworthy in its timing given what's happening on the border and given what Representative James Comer outlined the Biden crime family is doing or has been doing given all the documents and such that they have found. Here's Tucker. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is, in fact, true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. Peaceful At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. Now, proof of that. Take the New York subway situation. Jordan Neely. He's a Michael Jackson impersonator. He was choked to death on the New York subway. Is all that true? Yeah, it's true. Was he also arrested 40 times? Did he try to kidnap a seven-year-old girl? Did he push violently a woman into into a train? Did he try to push others onto the tracks? Yeah, that's also true. But they're leaving those facts out. Our number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Ronnie in Columbus. As a question, hey Ronnie, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, how you doing, Bruce? Good, Ronnie. Hey, hey, I enjoyed you in the background talk with you when you came to Columbus and where you 
didn't get a chance to shake your hand because I didn't have VIP status, but uh, you know, oh well. I'm sorry. I hung around. I hung around for like an hour afterward because I wanted to thank people who uh, who stood there. So I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you, Ronnie. Thanks for coming. Okay. Hey. Um. Um. My- Oh man, we got a bad cell, Ronnie. We got a bad cell. Can you oh. a- ask your question? I want to make sure I get you on if I can. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah, Elon Musk buying Twitter is like the Berlin Wall coming down. You agree with that? Oh, interesting. I think that's a really interesting observation. I'm going to stop short of fully agreeing with it at this point in time. And this was a question I got last night at the Westerville Tea Party. Somebody said, Elon Musk, you know, where do you think? What do you think? And. Uh, at this point, I can't fully commit. I will say the Tucker interview with Elon Musk, I thought showed how brilliant Elon Musk is. Um, but I'm not at the point yet where I'm fully comfortable saying that this guy saved our democracy or saved our republic. Um, but I will say this, Twitter is a lot better and it is, sometimes you can tell whether a person is trustworthy or not by the people who do trust him and the people who don't trust him. And if NBC News and Brian Stelter and and the New York Times and others are hopping mad at Elon Musk, and they are, uh, that's a good start. I, I, I love your analogy, and I'll give you credit for that analogy if it proves to be true that Elon Musk buying Twitter is like the Berlin Wall coming down. I just don't want the Berlin Wall to come down on my head later on. I, don't, I, I can't imagine that Musk is like some Bond villain where he buys Twitter to bring back free speech and then ferrets out all of us who are free speech advocates and then bring the hammer down on our heads. So right now I'm inclined to agree with you on that, Ronnie. Now let me play you a little Jim Jordan today, Uh, the uh, Dynamo from Urbana, St. Paris. Sorry, all my Graham Falcon fans are like, he's not Urbana, he's St. Paris. Okay, St. Paris. Uh, Jim Jordan asking a very simple question of the Biden administration. I mean, a very, very, very simple question. Should not be hard to answer this question. Why not just come clean? Mm-hmm. Why not just be honest with us? Why not tell us the truth? But I would tell you this. I think it's a pattern with this administration. They haven't been square with us, straight with us, straight with the American people about anything. They, told, they tell us the border is secure. We know it isn't. They tell us our debt ceiling bill is going to hurt veterans. No, it doesn't. Joe Biden said during the campaign that the letter from 51 former intel officials when he used it in the debate, he portrayed it as if it was organic. And we now know through another investigation that we're all working on that, in fact, it was coordinated. That letter from 51 former intel officials was coordinated with the Biden campaign. So much so the Biden campaign told Mike Morrell, here's the journalist. We want you to have uh, the story to the letter to first. Why not just be straight with us? Why not come clean? Why not tell us the truth? Tell the American people the truth. They deserve that from their government. You would think an administration that is uh, always, always telling us that they are the guardians of democracy, the protectors of democracy, that they would come clean. But uh, it's hard to come clean when your hands are as dirty as the Biden's. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.